First, there was the High Return Real Estate Show, now upgraded to the Higher Return Real Estate Show. Deeper insights, greater value. It's time to build your empire. Greetings and salutations. This is Jeff Schechter, a.k.a. Shecky, with the Higher Return Real Estate Show. I got my good buddy and business partner, Mr. Jack Gibson with me. How you doing, Jack? I'm great as always, Shecky. And as always, I'm impressed by your creativity, you know, turning, renaming and repurposing our old podcast with the higher return real estate show. That's clever. Yeah, yeah I, like, I it. like it. We got more stuff to talk about. And for those of you who've been following us for a while, you realize we took, I don't know, something like two years off. So it was almost uh, three, but who's counting? Somebody apparently is counting. So, uh, but anyway, there was a lot of lessons that we learned. And, you know, Jack, we've been on this ride together, but at the same time, we all have our own individual experiences. And so I wanted to take this opportunity on this episode to really just interview you and get like your personal take and how to avoid the three biggest mistakes in real estate investing. Because I know you're, you know, Got a pretty good history of making mistakes. I'm really very proud of you for that. Well, thanks for that. That's, that's what an intro. Oh, shit. But uh, I, I think it's going to be good because I think people are going to really learn some things from your personal experience. So I know that, you know, a lot of this goes way back prior to us even being partners and you being a lot more active in the stock market than you are now. And so I want to ask kind of about how, like, what was the beginning of the lessons that you were learning? Yeah, you know, back in 2014, my stock portfolio dropped like a rock. Um, I was too heavily concentrated in, you know, just a few positions. And one of them in particular was short sold. Um, in other words, another big, big institutional hedge fund investor put a $1 billion short bet against our stock, against the stock that I held, and it drove it down, I don't know, Shecky, like 50% or more. It was insane. And of course, that's market manipulation. I mean, you put a billion dollars short and then you put out, you know, tons of bad press. I mean, I don't know how that's legal, but somehow it was. So at that point, you know, Shecky, I said, I'm not going to live like this the rest of my life. I'm not going to go put in all my money into the stock market where I have zero control. And I vowed to myself that I would learn and invest into real estate that day. Yeah. So that kind of was what led you to starting to buy properties. I think, you know, I know you're in Michigan, but isn't that, isn't that when you started buying properties in Indianapolis? Yeah, I ended up buying in Indianapolis because I was really interested in this relatively new uh, sector of real estate investing called turnkey. Now, it's a pretty common term. I think most people understand what it entails. And I think there's still a lot of people that have no idea it's a great way for busy entrepreneurs and professionals to, to get access and exposure to the space. But my reason why I went with turnkey to start, and this is after listening to a ton of podcasts, I read a lot of books on real estate, you know, a lot of research, looked at deals. I came to three glaring conclusions. Number one, I was getting drastically distracted from my primary business, which at 
you know, my primary business over the last 25 years is a health and fitness nutrition marketing business, right? That distraction was clearly becoming costly to the growth of that business. And then number two, there was so much I didn't know. And then, you know, plenty that I didn't know that I didn't know. And I was aware that I didn't know what I didn't know. I just didn't know what it was, right? Um, yeah. So as Jim Rohn says, the great business philosopher who taught Tony Robbins, what you don't know will cost you. Ignorance is not bliss. So that, and then number three, I couldn't find any deals that made sense from a cash flow perspective in my local area. You know, I live in Southwest Michigan, Whirlpool Worldwide headquarters is right here in this very small town of 10,000 people. So this is a very, very good economy here. Most of it is, is Whirlpool money coming into the, to the area. And then on top of that, we're not too far away from Chicago. I mean, we're right around the corner from Chicago. So we have all the Chicago money coming in as well. So all of that just boosted up real estate prices to where I just couldn't see that our buying rental property would really make sense from margin of cushion from the cash flow coming in. And then I was listening to a podcast and they said these, this magic line, this really changed my whole mindset, live where you want to live, but invest where it makes sense. And that just one line sometimes is all it takes, you know, to shift your mindset. And then I realized, okay, I got to start looking at other markets. I don't have to just buy property in my own backyard. So I started researching, looking at other more profitable rental markets across the country. And Indianapolis kept popping up on everybody, everybody's blog, everybody's site that I read. You know, they they listed Indianapolis as a very strong cash flow producing market. It was only two and a half hours from my house. So I said, you know, why don't I start looking at deals here? So I drove into town one day, did a tour, looked at properties around the uh, the market, and it wasn't very long, you know, after that, maybe just a month or so, that I pulled the trigger and bought my first turnkey property. Okay, so Jack, I want to ask you, you know, you started buying turnkey properties, and as a result of that experience, that's kind of how you came to learn these three major lessons, or what is now the title of this episode how to avoid the three biggest mistakes when buying rental properties. So tell us a little bit about that experience and how you came to learn those lessons. Yeah, Shecky, great question. You know, turnkey, what I found as a, as a new investor, it helped me to avoid the three biggest mistakes that real estate investors make. Now, the challenge that I came up against is that, and you and I both are very clear that the original turnkey provider that you know, we partnered up with, you know, it turned out to be uh, not just a little bit shady, but very shady. So <laughs> we, we yes. had to go, we had to go out on our own and, you know, try to figure out how to acquire properties, how to rehab them and how to put a new management company in place. So in those three buckets with the acquisition, right, or the purchase of a property, and then the second bucket, the construction bucket, hiring contractors and all of that. And then the third bucket, the actual management of the property or getting it, you know, performing and cash flowing, placing tenants, screening tenants, et cetera. Those are where the three major mistakes lie in each of those three buckets. So the first big mistake is you pay too much for a property based on the condition. So in other words, most people have no problem 
you know, they can get comps, they can, you know, in terms of figuring out the, the value of a property from the exterior, you can look, you know, you can look at a property on the outside. Oh, looks great. It's, uh, you know, got nice landscaping, right? It's visually uh, appealing. And then, oh yeah, this also comps well in terms of this is comparative to properties around it within a three to whatever, five mile radius. This is the value of it. I have a pretty good idea on, but unless you get an internal inspection and look at the interior condition and then have a pretty good idea of what it's going to cost you to fix those items, should you go ahead and move forward with the acquisition, Jackie, this is where you can lose a lot of money. I made this mistake on a property here in Michigan. So I did buy property outside of Indianapolis and in other markets, but most heavily centered in Indianapolis. But I brought a property in, in Michigan and I declined to get an inspection. And I just, I went off the property manager's, you know, his word. He said, oh yeah, it's in good shape. Well, I mean, this thing was, it was a piece of junk. And so once I bought it, even though I thought I was getting a good deal, I ended up with a turd because I had to put so much money back into it just to get it back up to rental standards that I was felt acceptable for, you know, my tenants that were living there. So yeah. this is very common, Shecky, I think, is paying too much based on the interior condition. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so the number one, so let's move on to number two. So you had mentioned a little bit about contractors, and I'm guessing that that's probably somewhere related to number two mistake. Yeah. You know, when we had to go off on our own and form our own company, I mean, this was by far the, the thing that cost us the most money. I mean, this almost took our company under. And for, you know, brand new, you just think about Shecky, brand new investors to real estate and they come to the game and they've got this busy career or they've got a busy business. And then they want to try to vet contractors and get bids and scopes of work from them and then figure out exactly you know what does the property really need to get it you know in rent ready condition generally speaking i mean this is a very vulnerable place for investors that especially those that don't have a lot of experience you can absolutely get inflated you know proposals you have no idea that it really is inflated you're just going on what they're you know you're trusting them uh, the other problem we found is that they would, you know, charge us and then not actually ever do the work. Or if they did the work, it was so shoddy that we had to hire another con contracting team to go back in, which is almost more expensive than had they just not, you paid them and they didn't do it at all. You know, you got to rip yeah. out, you got to rip out um, walls and go be behind to get to the electrical. Well, that's, even more expensive because now you got to rip out the wall, you got to repair the electrical, and then you got to replace the wall again. So if you had just done it, hired somebody good credentials, somebody quality in the first place, then you could have avoided, you know, a really, really expensive mistake. That's one of the things that, um, you know, you and I know very well about that risk. Hey, thanks for supporting our show. If you want to find great rental properties that are not available to the general public, Subscribe to our Insiders Club email list. Just head on over to highreturnrealestate.com and wait for the pop-up. Yeah, sure. we've even had contractors through us, you know, even recently, and we're experienced investors, right? So yeah. That, no, we shield that for our I want to make sure everybody knows who's an investor. We shield that. We eat those costs. Like 
that we don't pass that on to the investors when that happens like that's you know that's part of the service and the protection that we offer but that's a major major uh hurdle that you know can be very very risky and again you know not to beat the dead horse on turnkey but turnkey eliminates that risk the property's already done it's already been rehabbed you already have an inspection report yeah and you know you you brought up a good word there that i thought was perfect vulnerable and uh you know e- even us who've been at the game for a long time we are still to an extent vulnerable to it mm-hmm. i mean i like to think that we've got deuce that to an absolute minimum oh but yeah if i was being honest to every listener here i would say it doesn't eliminate it completely. I just, I don't know what it is about the contractor world, but it is rife with charlatans. Sorry if you're a contractor listening to this and you're a good guy or a good gal, I tip my hat to you. But I think you you also know very well that there are some pretty seedy players in that space. So it seems to be more so there than a lot of other industries. I don't know what it is, but. Yeah, Shecky, it's just, you're so vulnerable too, because it's so difficult, even in a court of law, to be able to prove that like you were overcharged or that you were treated um, maybe even fraudulently. It, they can they can do a lot of things if they're a shyster to really make it difficult and very costly and time consuming and and a huge hassle to try to get any and recover any of your funds. So yeah, I don't think, Shecky, in my opinion, we've been doing this what? We started our company in 2016, almost it'll be seven years. I just don't see that buying a property and hiring a construction team to try to, you know, fix it up so you can get a better deal. You know, you you will get a better deal. You buy that property at a, that needs a lot of work. You're probably going to get it at a lower than market price because, you know, a a normal home buyer isn't going to buy it if it needs a lot of fixing up and they, they can't get loans to get it either i mean if it's not in good shape so these are cash buyers that are coming in in most cases that are buying dilapidated properties fixing them up to try to force the equity up you know so that you have a stronger equity position in the property well i don't just don't see that that amount that you can get is worth the risk of you know potentially getting screwed and and then being vulnerable to contractors to me it just doesn't make sense yeah no, I agree. And look, there there are certainly some great investors out there that have that stuff dialed in and do all this in their own city and they've got good crews and all that. But, you know, like us, I'm assuming it probably took them years to develop those processes. And they're not, you know, what I would call like armchair investors where they're got a great job or a great career, you know, seven or eight states away living in a more expensive state and want to invest, say, you know, in a good market in the Midwest or the South, because the numbers just make more sense there. So, uh, you know, turnkey is certainly not for everybody, but for those people, I think they have a pretty clear understanding of what not to do and how not to get yourself into a very vulnerable position. Speaking of vulnerable, I, I think that if I were to guess on the third mistake, it probably relates to property management. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Well, that, so, that's essentially the third bucket of real estate investing. Most cases, I mean, I don't think it really makes sense for the investor owner to be managing the property themselves, especially if you're out of state. 
I mean, I know people want to save that 10% or, you know, whatever the property management fee, which varies. They don't want to pay that because it does boost their cash on cash return significantly if they're not spending that money. However, you could definitely get yourself into a jam if you really don't know how to screen tenants effectively, how to do background checks, how to, you know, do all the things that you need to do, show properties without getting everything, you know, vandalized or stolen, right? There's there's risk in that too if you don't have systems and processes in place. Now on top of that, you can hire and enlist the wrong property management company, which we've gone through a couple real bad ones in the past. And mm -hmm. That could cost you more than anything. Now, contractors still to this day have cost us more than any of the other three buckets. But uh, property management companies, when you have some that either they're just they're really not into it, they really don't have great systems and processes in place, they're disorganized, or even uh, we've run into some that are very unethical, lack of a complete and total regard for doing what is best for their clients. That. Yeah is a major drain if you think about when you're buying let's just say your analogy you're buying a stock and on the public markets right any savvy really good investor that has experience they're going to look at the team that's running the company the team largely makes or breaks the success and the profitability of the company sure. so this is the same thing with your property. The team that's managing your property is going to, a lot of times they can make or break your investment. You, they can take a great property and turn it into, you know, a, a terrible return. And they can take a, you know, even a, an average property and potentially turn it into a good to, to great return. So that's, that's a big risk with turnkey. You know, you're buying into a system, you're a proven established system where the management is already in place and they have a vested interest in making sure that your investment goes well. And of yeah. course, it's not everything's going to go smooth always. Like, come on, that's life, guys. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that's a great analogy talking about, you know, management of a company. And if you look at each property that you own, it's like its own small little company. Yeah. Uh, that, or even, you know, small little subsidiaries of a company, if you're owning multiple properties, which hoping, hoping you do, because diversification is important, but that's a, it's a fantastic analogy. Hey, thanks for being a listener. To find great rental properties and become a more savvy investor, head on over to highreturnrealestate.com. So like, this has been great. I just, I just want to review like the three biggest mistakes right? Yep. Number one is paying too much, right? Because sometimes it has to do with thinking you've got a good deal and maybe you didn't. That's um, right. And much of that has to do with condition of the property, et cetera, et cetera. It's not necessarily about how much dollars you spent, but the dollars you spent for what you are actually getting. Nailed uh, it. The, the biggest lesson there is obviously have it inspected. Third parties, inspectors, whatever you pay them are worth their weight in gold. Um, you know, these are people trained to find problems and they love to justify their existence. I often find that they find more problems that are really there with the property, but that's a whole nother story. Oh, yeah, they're good. At it. Absolutely. There's never been a clean inspection report that's come back for us, even no. when we're like, this property is in excellent condition. I know, but they, do, still, they don't feel like they did their job unless they. Correct. It's still an extremely valuable service. All right, number yeah. two, 
is don't make the mistake of using the wrong contractors. You know, make sure that you've got somebody really, really good, trustworthy, a good setup system, whether or not you're buying turnkey, whatever you're buying, right? Make sure you're, you've got a, a good, solid team that's doing the rehab. Again, post-rehab, an inspection can obviously tell you what the condition of the property is after the rehab too. So again, there's value in inspectors in that regard too. And the third one is who's running your company, right? What kind of property management team is involved? Uh, what process do they have in place? Uh, are they communicative? Are they protecting your property? You know, et cetera, et cetera. I wish that you and I and the many other millions of investors out there did not have to learn these lessons the hard way because there were literally millions of dollars on our part overall lost by making these mistakes. Um, has it made us better investors? Absolutely, no question. But at the same time, if you're listening to this and, and you are a newer investor, you can thank Jack for sharing his story and learning some of the lessons on his dime. <laughs> so, and mine too, you know. You've so. got to remember, Shecky, you know, when you're buying a property, you are buying a business. Mm -hmm. It it has a profit and loss statement. You know, you have you have income coming in from rents, you have expenses that are associated with the property, property management fees. Of course, I strongly recommend taxes, insurance, maintenance and repairs, CapEx, right? And mm -hmm. so You've got decisions to make in running that that particular property in the business with repair and maintenance decisions, eviction potentially, although with good property management, you know, you don't have a lot of those, but it's always a possibility. You know, this it's a true cash flow producing business that you're buying. So, you know, you gotta look at all of these components in order to protect your capital. Like Warren Buffett said, you know, what's rule number one? Don't lose money. Don't lose money. Yeah. yeah. The other piece to this that we didn't really discuss is when you're buying a company or a property, it's the same thing. Are you buying a healthy company? So a lot of you guys recognize that our history was more in the C-class arena or even C-minus in the lower income areas and things like that because the numbers and the deals look so good. So the, the last little bonus piece of information that I want to throw at you besides these three is that we are pretty much exclusively operating in the B-class market now. I mean, just good, solid, middle to upper mm -hmm. class kind of stuff. When you look at that stuff on paper, it doesn't look as sexy as the lower income area. You know, cash on cash returns, things like that. However, it's been our experience that, and again, a very costly experience, that the numbers can lie. It's very much the same as you thinking you were getting that great deal on that property in Michigan. Looks good, but when push comes to shove and the history of that opportunity plays out, it never plays out the way you think it's going to. The nice thing about B-class and A-class properties is for the most part, granted, like I said, it's real estate and there are some exceptions, but for the most part across the board, the numbers that you project as long as you're not being an idiot and you're projecting realistic numbers, they will likely come true. And that's huge to not have that kind of volatility, uh, especially in this extremely volatile economy that we're living through right now. So uh, I just want to throw that in there too. Yeah, just to 
put a bow on what you just said, you know, yeah. most of our investors, we don't want to paint the picture that, that we did poorly or our investors didn't do well in C class. Any of our investors, even if they, they had some challenges, you know, with the property, the tenants, et cetera, if they held for three plus years, Shecky, I mean, they all, they all would have made money. I had a few investors that maybe didn't, but that's usually and typically when they just sold out early. So what's great about real estate, you know, if you just, even if you make the wrong decision, if you just hold it for long enough, typically it's going to work out. That's what, that's what you and I have both seen anyways. Yeah, that's true. But I, you know, I, I would much rather be holding on to stuff that is, um, you know, much more, you know, like you can love it and it actually loves you back. Right. You don't have all the headaches and yes, hundred yeah, exactly. percent. Yes. So, Start in B class. And I think you guys are going to have a much smoother yeah, experience. For sure. So anyway, if you want to find out more about this, you can reach out to us, uh, go to our site, highreturnrealestate.com. Uh, you're welcome to fill out a contact form. Uh, typically anybody that we want to do business with or that wants to do business with us is going to speak to Nicole, our lovely investor relations gal. She and her husband are very avid investors, and um, she can certainly help you find the right property. And thanks for listening. If you liked us, leave us a good review. Yes, absolutely. And share, share, share on social media. We'd really appreciate you guys getting the word out. Yep. Thanks so much, Shecky. Great interview. Thank you, brother. Hey, thanks for your support. If this episode was valuable to you, then show us some love. Subscribe and take one minute of your time to leave us a review. This is how we get the word out to help more investors. And best of all, it's good for your karma.